the Everything House Music and more. I have the special guest of legendary Terry Hunt in the house. Terry, what's going on, brother? Mo Joshua, what's going on? We in here, baby. I know you were saying, man, this is the only time you can get me to your crib, man. Absolutely. I'm sorry, man. But, it's um, your, your podcast. You come to my crib. That's I the know, only way but, I can get you here. Yeah. Hey, but... Um, you know, the invitation is to my house, so you haven't been there yet. Yeah, I, all. I, that's, that's all I've been waiting on okay. is the invitation. It's, it's open, man. That's it's it. Open door policy. Let's go. So we about to get right into it. So, Terry. Yes. What is house music to you, and where did you hear it first? What is house music to me? House music to me, bro, is Chicago. Um, it's, it's definitely a genre of music that was started here, but I can't think of anything else. It's Chicago, man. It's It has done and change so many people's lives from DJs to producers, but just music lovers in a whole. Right. I just think um, it's, it's Chicago. I just think when I hear house, yeah. I don't think nothing else but Chicago. And the first time I heard it, I've, I've told this story before. Um, my cousin, uh, which I was naming after, uh, he had to babysit me one day. Okay. And um, he was like, yo, you going to this party with me. Right. And basically took me to a party. It was a party on the north side of Chicago, right off Lakeshore Drive. And Frankie was spinning there. Frankie Knuckles, that is. Frankie Knuckles yeah. was spinning there. And um, I had heard all of the music kind of prior to because my, my, my grandfather, my grandparents raised me. Right. And we come from a big musical family. We just love music every gathering we have, holidays, birthdays, whatever. Music is the focal point of our gatherings. And so from that, man, it was like, wow, he's playing all these records that I've heard before, right. but just making them sound like one record, like the record never stopped. And then he played another one. They was just, he was mixing um, back and forth into a lot of these records. And I'm going to tell you the how I got the bug was I would had to be 11 years old, how people were screaming his name. And I'm right. like, that was hard for me to grasp <laughs> as a youngster Right. To interpret, like, how does one person have this much control over, over a crowd? crowd? Yeah. Through music. Yeah. That's and real so idea. it was in the summer months. I can't believe, I can't remember what year it was. It had to be maybe 81, um, 82. And I just remember going back, leaving um, the north side of Chicago. It was at Belmont Rocks. And I just remember calling my grandparents saying, I know what I want for my birthday. I know what I want for my birthday. And it was a mixer. Oh, wow. And so that was the first time that I ever heard disco music or house, if we call it. Call like, it right. The big controversy between we, we gonna, we gonna house get to that. and disco we gonna get to and that. all That's that. That's later on. We're going to get to that. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so from right there, how did you get from the bedroom DJ to like your first real gig? Man, so after I got that mixer, I got my mixer uh, for my birthday. Right. Didn't know and realized at that time that I needed turntables and so <laughs> right. uh again so you just got a mixer <laughs> man i just got a mixer gemini Gem mixer they like well, what right. you gonna do with the mixer right and so again my grandfather had a tavern on the west side of chicago called the family lounge man and he had some spare turntables that he brought home for me and i just remember hooking those things up and these were the old school turntables that had the long stem oh, yeah. that you put the record you down put the record and it's spinning you wait for it to drop absolutely and um i end up cutting those off man 
and making a little pencil like that will fit right in the middle of it to put it down, but no pitch, no, pitch. no none of that, man. So wow. I was cutting the wax from the records to really kind of make a, a slip mat out of it. Oh, wow. Didn't know I needed a slip mat, none of that. Right. So that was my first beginnings of trying to find records that was close in tempo. Yeah. To mix because I didn't have a pitch at that and time. And then what was your, how did you get your first gig? Like your first My paid gig? My first paid gig, um, well, I started doing basement parties uh, on the south side of Chicago at my aunt's house, which who I mentioned um, previously that my cousin took me right. to this Frankie event. Um, we did a party there. And um, I invited everybody out from, from school, all my friends. Um, I went to High Park Career Academy. Um, people that's watching around the world, that's probably the, the best high school in the city of Chicago, in case anybody ever asked you. <laughs> well, y'all y'all comment below about that right there. I'm going to leave that alone. I was Class in the suburbs. 88, baby, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, once I started doing parties in my aunt's basement, I remember right. the second one was packed. Right. And all the promoters came to my aunt's house and was hitting all the kids mm-hmm. um, for their parties. And John Hunt was there, uh, Marvin Terry was there, DeAndre right. Sanders. And those were promoters at the those time. Those were promoters, yeah. huge promoters in Chicago right. uh, at the time. And then I remember Marvin Terry asked me, hey, young brother, uh, yeah, I'm doing a party at the uh, Hummingbird. I want you to come DJ. You think you can bring your, your, your high school out? I'm like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. Like, And, and, and so what, what age would you have to say? I was probably 15. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and okay. so I remember going back like just dumb excited telling my grandparents like yo I got my first DJ gig wow blah 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 but the catch was right uh-huh. and I love Marvin but Marvin if if you know who Marvin <laughs> Terry was in <laughs> right. Chicago he was a hustler right right he did his thing and so what it was he had a bunch of DJs on there from different high schools okay and he told me I had to pay to put my name on this flyer oh wow so I didn't care about that I didn't give right. a shit about that you know what I mean I'm right. like whatever it takes so I went home and I told my grandparents, like, oh, I'm on this party, blah, 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 blah. My grandfather, you got to understand, my mother hit me when she was really young. So right. my grandparents was the age of most of my friends' parents. Right. And my grandfather was a real street dude. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't play that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I went, came home, telling him about it. My grandma was like, oh, you got to talk to your grandfather about it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, it's this promoter. I'm like, Pops, yeah, man, he's the biggest promoter in the city. Right. He want to put me on the fly. Right. He wants me to pay $75 to be on the flyer. Wow. He said, what? $75. I was like, yeah. And this is 80, that's, that's a lot 45, of you right. know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so I was like, he was like, oh, yeah. He was like, no problem. Won't you tell that brother, Mr. Terry, to come on over and let me... Holler at him. I said, oh, okay, cool. I'm excited. (laughs) Like, yeah, Marvin Terry comes over. He sits down in my front room, talks to my grandfather. So real recognized real. He saw that my grandfather wasn't no chump. And wasn't playing around. Wasn't stuffy, wasn't playing around. And he was like, look, man, let's just keep this a buck, right? Right. He can DJ for you. A buck so people don't know meaning real. Excuse me. That's right. Right. Let's (laughs) let's keep it real. Excuse me for those that don't know around the world. We're very Chicago right Right. now. So um, he said, I understand what you're doing. But he said, I'm in the game. I own a a, a tavern, a lounge. He said, I'll let him come play for you for free to prove himself. But what he's not going to do is pay you $75 for you to put his name on there and for you to ask him to promote 
and bring his friends from his high school that you just saw at his aunt's house right. to get in your party. Right. So the choice is yours. He can do it or he can't. Bro, I'm sitting at the front room table fuming mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm like, yo, my grandfather right. didn't fucked it up. Hey, because you want to really do this. Because I wanted to get in on it. Right. I'm like, right. you are ruining it for me. Right. So I'm pissed. He's like, look. You could be mad at me now. You'll understand later. So I, yeah, I called my grandmother, whatever. Told her I was pissed off. So she come home and she like, well, what happened? Da, 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 da. And so I'm like a perfect blend of my grandparents because my father was the street. Right. No nonsense. Didn't take no shit. Yeah. And my grandmother was the sweetest person right. that ever lived. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what balanced them. And before I can go to bed, I got a call back from Marvin and was like, I'll be at your uh, school tomorrow with a stack of plugs. All right, let's go. Nice. And that was my first paid gig in Chicago okay. at the Hummingbird. And then how much was that again? Man, I didn't get paid <laughs> nothing. But let me tell you, Hyde Park showed up and showed out. Well, that's good. And that's how I got the attention of other promoters. Yeah. And me and John Hunt met, got close. Right. And was putting me on events. And at that time, um, Gene was becoming hot. You know right. what I mean? Gene, and so That's Gene Hunt. Gene Hunt. Yes, yeah. sir. Gene Hunt. Um, so... We were really close um, when we were teenagers. So I used to drive Gene Carr right. to the gigs, running in with crates of records or whatever. And so just kind of tagging along at that time, once I got on from the Hummingbird, me and Gene drew this really close relationship. And uh, that was just another step of me getting yeah. on it. So then John Hunt noticed me, Steve Point Dexter. Yeah. I started doing stuff with Gucci. Right. Um, he was on every, every, every flyer back in the every day. Every flyer, bro. You and and that's Gene, what, right. yeah, that's what sparked it, man. Just, yeah. Having that camaraderie as kids, and we didn't care. We was just trying to right. get on, and I kind of balanced it out because if, if people remember me back then, I was a thug, right. and Gene was Mr. Smooth wanna dressing be, or whatever. Thug, so wanna be thug, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, for real, absolutely wanna be. But yeah, but but that's how it would happen, man. Okay, that's how it happened. All right, if you gotta choose one, mm. who best embodied house music from a Chicago perspective? Lil Lewis, Ron Hardy, Farley, Steve Hurley. Andre Hatchett or Frankie? Frankie, I'm sorry. Strict, but think strictly Chicago circa 1986. 1986. Yeah. So all of those names I don't think should be put in front of one another. Okay. They were all influential to me, right. um, but we're speaking for me. Correct. I would have to say first, it's, it, 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 it is a tie. Okay. And the tie, the reason why I say that, the first time I heard Frankie Knuckles was when I was little and I knew hearing him, right. this is what I wanted to do for a living. Like, there was no other vision. There was no other nothing. I knew I wanted to become a DJ, period, from Frankie. From Frankie. But the first time I went to the music box, 326, right. changed my life in a whole nother way. And that was Mr. DJ Ron Hardy. And that Hardy. was Ron Hardy. Okay. And um, hearing him, like if, if you knew Frankie Knuckles and Ronnie around that time, their energies was just totally different. Frankie was m- more song structured, right. pretty, you know, just chords and all these beautiful things happening in music where Ron was just straight gutter right and he played his stuff very fast yes, and it just did. gave it yes he did way more energy and so i really tapped in to that sound okay uh with ron more so in my teenage right. years 
than Frankie. So that's why for me, I can't put Frankie in front of Ron or Ron in front of Frankie. And then when you talk about the rest of the guys you name, they're all legends. Yeah, but that's, for no, me, that's fair. That's fair. It's just your perspective. Yeah, right. just from my no. point of view, those two right. pave my way okay. to why I'm sitting here talking to you. So now we come to the question where everybody loves to hear. Oh shit. All right. Where did the term house music come from <laughs> in your perspective? So, in my perspective, the term for many, many, many years, the term house music came from the warehouse. And it was short from when Frankie played at the warehouse. And people were like, are we going to the warehouse to hear house music? Okay, But I'm way younger than that. I call it the first generation, Correct. right? Right. Um, in Chicago, I learned different mm -hmm. coming up in the industry. And even from my cousin that I was telling you about, he frequently went to the warehouse and the power plant. Right. And he told me that it was from house parties. Right. And then I heard from my peers that it was from the warehouse. So I always was growing up as a teenager, really was trying to say, okay, I'm going to give it to Frankie because... Frankie was a mentor of mine. I love Frankie. Right. Um, and so for that reason, I was saying the warehouse. But again, my cousin told me very early before the warehouse, they were calling house music at people, you know, from people throwing parties in their houses. And they was playing disco music. And they was like playing disco. But hence on how I got my start in that very basement right. that my cousin lived at okay. from throwing House parties. house parties. Okay. And so for me, like I said, it, it, it goes back and forth. I don't know really who's wrong or right. Wayne tells the story perfect. My Go cousin ahead. told the exact same story. And so for me, if I had to choose, I would say that. Okay. Um, I would change my direction of where I felt house music started. So. Okay, that's fair enough. Well, like I said, comment it below, y'all. Let everybody know what's going on. There it is. So. Of course, you started DJing in the 80s. Mm -hmm. I managed you in the 90s. Yes, sir. And your own label in the 2000s. Mm -hmm. When did you feel you really broke through internationally? Wow. Um, when did I feel I broke through internationally? I think in 1990 because I put my first record out with Armando Gallup on music records. And just a fun story. At that time, we were all kids. Um me and Ron Trent was together, mm -hmm. and uh, Alter States was popping in Chicago. We were playing that off a of tape and real. And then I had did Madness uh, in my man's basement, Kenny Jordan, shout out to him, and was playing that at all of my parties. Right. And so Armando, a lot of people don't know, was a big promoter in Chicago as well. And uh, I was getting so much feedback from the record. He was like, yo, we need to put this out, man. Right. And so I end up, not introducing him, but I just remember years ago that um, that me and Ron, Ron is a few years younger than us. Right. And going by Ron's house with Armando, talking to his mom to kind of let her know everything was okay for, for us to do this record. And then we end up doing the deal and Alter States came out on uh, Warehouse Records and Madness, my first record came out on Music, which was Armando's subsidiary label. Okay. And then that's what kind of got the attention. Um, my man Dana, um, that's from Chicago, Dana Down, he had moved to London, met a young lady here at the time named Kat that he eventually got married to. And I just remember him calling me one day 
and was like, yo, your record is in the charts over here, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you killing it. Right. Blah, 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 blah. So this is way before emails. He he mails me a copy <laughs> with a letter right. of the magazine. Right. And showed me where the record was. And he was like, yo, I'm going to the record store. I'm telling these people that I, I know you. Yeah. And they don't believe me. And and shout to my man Jeremy Newell in London. Hollered at my man Dana. Believed them. They put their money together. Right. Got me a plane ticket. Flew me over to London in 1990. Yeah. And that's how my first travels came about. Yeah. I stayed with Dana and Kat. And once I got planted there, man, right. I toured. All of England, yeah. just from the word of mouth, me being in the country. Yeah. And I was 19 going on yeah, that was 20. Because I'm just saying, your, your name was buzzing, man. That's why we was like, you know, you definitely have a presence yeah. internationally already. Uh, and uh, we just wanted to help you get, you know, and, and put the records out. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah, and, that's, and, that's, and that's the thing, man. A lot of people, I think, in history, um, those that know, know, but but I've always uh, gave a, 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 a mad love to, to, to you and and, and what we were doing in Music Plan and George and the whole team, like, man, we right. created um, a major movement and people don't know that absolutely. you absolutely yeah. was managing me and put me on some of my biggest remixes yeah. first. Michael yeah, yeah. Jackson, yeah. Uh, Jean A, yeah. uh, Mary. Crystal Waters, right. Crystal Waters, yeah. like the list goes on and on right. and, and a lot of people don't know that. So, so for those that you don't know, there's some house history is that those <laughs> records that you saw, UBQ Project, which was myself and Aaron Smith, right. was because of the mixes that Maurice was getting in and helped kind of shape what we were doing already. Because at that time in Chicago, I was really a big DJ Absolutely. here at that point. Yeah. But the international thing came from yeah. me doing that record. And then so, getting a deal with MCA Records Absolutely, and uh, you know putting out Deborah. Absolutely. And everything. That, yeah, it was just, man. It was, All of it was, that comes from that house, and people don't know that, that what a critical part of my career in the early 90s that right. you had right. to do with that. So definitely big ups to, to I appreciate to you, that, brother. No doubt. So your own label, T-Box, yes. is one of the top so-for labels in the world. Yes. In this new music bigs, what are your biggest challenges? Man, my biggest challenges in the music right now, you know what has helped me in the last couple of years is that you always try to follow trends and certain sounds because the sounds are always changing. Mm-hmm. And you have to adapt you, yeah. it, it, because you'll get left behind. But you adapt in your way and not what everybody else is doing. And I think... When you're trying to keep up, when you're trying to be creative, when you're trying to stay relevant, sometimes you just try to mimic what's going on or or stay in tune to make your stuff sound like that. And for me, once I stopped doing that and just did me, Mm -hmm. the world opened up. You know what I mean? And so you you, you have to pay attention to what's going on, but... You don't necessarily have to do what everybody else is doing. You yeah, know what I mean? That was my next question because it's like, you know, you you stuck with the soulful when a lot of people drifted. Absolutely. And that was, uh, and I'm trying to say those was the hardest years because I know it's, it's hard to be true to yourself Absolutely. when everybody else trying to do something else. Absolutely. And, and I, I give you props to that, man, because you stuck with it. Yes. I've seen the growth and, and like we say, we always grow and do better. Yes. And try to get better production, and I'd seen it from day one. Absolutely, and man. it just—I just what I wanted to know, man. Like, what was your challenge? And because everybody tried to do it, everybody. Tried it's to just do some it. people it worked, and yes. some people it didn't. And that's what, and, that, and like what you said, man, is that I stuck with it because I just felt in my gut, like, 
music goes through this, these ups and downs, these phases. It goes back to this. It comes back to that. And I just felt like this is setting up a foundation for something later. And I never drifted, like you said. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. It was just that burning just drive to keep going and keep doing what I believed in. And right. sometimes, you know, in doing that, you hear the same uh, 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 thing in the back, in, 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 words in the back of your head saying like, hey, what's the saying? If you keep doing the same thing and not getting no results, right. it's, there's something wrong with you. Right. It's being it, crazy. Yeah, right? it's, yeah. You, you're crazy. You need to right. go to something else. And I just didn't believe that when it came to music, man, and what I was playing and, 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 and what I was producing. And, through those times, man, I stayed touring. I right. stayed putting yeah. out records. And that's what, even when I was doing a label thing, oh, you're doing this stuff, it ain't working. But I'm like, I'm not I'm not stopping touring and I'm not yeah. stopping making records. So until it dries up on me, I don't see nothing else but to keep going, it's going to come back. Right. So that was just kind of like my drive. I'm a Leo. You know, we just, <laughs> we go tough it out, baby. Right. So, so why do you think House hasn't connected with mainstream black people and the younger generation? I think that it's been presented to them wrong. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think that at, in our era, and even still right now, you, you know, we're still talking about where does house music come yeah. from? It's that thing that we try to just keep close to us and we don't want to let it out. You yeah, know what I mean? That's true. And so I think we've blocked our own blessings yeah. over the years from getting it out because we looked down on kids at one point when we was the young adults, like right. you were shorty, you don't, you don't know nothing about this. And I think that was kind of our downfall because like Mo, you know, in the, in the late eighties and nineties, man, hip hop cats was loving house music. Yes, I remember was. the first time yep. I went to New York absolutely, and I was like, yo, yep. we have a distorted picture in Chicago about rappers and R and B artists liking house music. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget, bro. Man, I miss my man. Rest in peace, Biz Markey. We developed a great relationship and brotherhood. I went to the Zanzibar in right. New York. I right. mean, in Jersey. Right. And I will never forget, Biz Markey was sitting out in front of the uh, Zanzibar on the streets, had a red drop-top Benz. <laughs> right. And we're coming up, and I'm like, oh. Biz Markey, like, right. this is my first time to New York. Right. You know what I mean? See, and seeing somebody big and like that. seeing right. that. And, yo, I remember just, yo, we was finna go in line. Yeah. So, I don't know who it was. Oh, it was um, Moving Records, Abigail. Okay. I believe. She knew Biz and introduced us. Right. And Biz was like, yo, I know you. What's <laughs> up, Terry Hunter? <laughs> da -da -da. And I'm sitting there, bro, like. Right. Right. Yo, I bought your records. She give me all your records, bro. Give me your number. Different insights, see? And and so I came yeah. back to Chicago, and you got to understand, at that time, we were still just disco crazy. Right, right. Disco crazy. I was like, y'all motherfuckers lost. Right. I'm playing this new shit. Y'all can stay lost if you, if you want to. Right. Y'all seeing something totally different. I'm trying to be around, around this world. Right. Y'all stuck in Chicago on the south side and north side. Yeah. Fuck that. And that's what changed me, bro. Wow. I'll say since, since, since we there, tell us about your album on Ultra. Yeah. And was there any pressures to match the typical sound of that label? Yeah, so what's crazy is that um, how the situation came about with Ultra Records um, is that we produced the record on Chuck Roberts a few okay. years ago. Right. 
and we uh, start managing him as well. But um, we did the the remake or the remix too in the beginning. And from that, you know, Wayne having conversations, Wayne Williams, and it was like, oh, Terry got a project, blah, 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 blah. And we hooked up with Patrick Moxie. And um, he heard some of the, the stuff that I was working on and shot me a deal, signed me up, gave me a deal immediately. But then we went into the pandemic. Right. Boom. Everything got shut fucking down. And so not knowing what was going on, um, we finally started getting some traction and I put out my first single. Like I was assigned a deal in 2019. My first single didn't come out until 2021, November. And that was Divine Brown Angel. Angel, And um, we going with that. It drops in November. And then I started getting calls over the Christmas break like, yo, you're a Patrick Venezuela Ultra. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? We just getting into (laughs) it now. What do you mean? Yeah. Boom. Top of the year come back. Right. Ultra's been sold. Mm. Everybody's fired. I'm like, wow. here we go. You know what I mean? And so I just said, fuck it, man. I just started working. Um, we was out of this pandemic. It was so many things to look forward to. You know, we was bringing back the picnic that right. year. And um, finally, I got a call, man, from 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 the uh, acting president of Ultra and was like, yo, we finna put your project back on the table. Let's go. Nice. And so we back into it, you know, full swing. Um, My second single is dropping. Looks like November again. Okay, good. And um, shameless plug, (laughs) self-love, featuring Estelle. Y'all go. Shantae Savage. Right. And Jay Ivey. So that's coming soon. But man, it was one of those things that to answer your question, it was a breath of fresh air to me because I was like, if he signed me, then evidently they want this type of music too. You know what I mean? I didn't care about them getting like the guys that's hot to remix it, but I wanted the originals to be what they are. And so I thought I would sit, you know, stick out like a sore thumb. You got black coffee over there. That's the closest thing at that time to me. So I wanted, but the the, the way we taking off right now, man, I think you finna see a big image change with ultra and the the type music that they're, they're doing. Okay, good, good, good. So now we're going forward since you said the picnic. So we know the Chosen Few is a global brand. Yes. And it's all good. Yes. What do you think the Chosen Few could do better? Um, I think that we need to come together more as a, a collective because as far as Chosen Few, you know, we all are, are, are separate DJs or whatever. Me right. and Mike and Jesse, we kind of tour the most out of the group. But in the right. last couple of years... That's been my thing is putting that chosen few brand on my back and exposing us more. And, you know, we did Sunsea Beat um, last year and headlined the main stage this year. And so now you're starting to see a lot of the calls, a lot of the uh, people asking questions. How can we book you guys or whatever? But I think that that right now it's our time. It's, It's just that situation to where. I had to make the people realize and see, like, <laughs> this is not a fluke Chicago thing right. that happens. These are really great DJs. Okay. And okay. so, uh, yeah, look out for Chosen Few around the world coming 2023 and beyond. All right. So, you know, we got to get into some controversy stuff, Uh-oh. man. So, Uh-oh. okay. An old nameless Chicago DJ said, the Chosen Few ain't shit without you and Mike. Wow. Really? Yep. And every well, member that's true. of the hood no, <laughs> God, I'm, t- uh, I'm just playing. Oh yeah, we gonna get that. <laughs> so, what, what, what you speak about that, man? That's bullshit. 
because without Wayne Williams, who me and Mike wouldn't be a part of the group. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so yeah. that right there, that statement doesn't hold true at all. And right. again, it's not one person that's championed that brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you look at Chosen Few and you guys see the picnic, it's it's not me and Mike that's doing everything. Right. It's Alan King. Yeah. That does a whole hell of a lot. Oh, absolutely. There's Wayne Williams that does a whole hell of a lot. Well, we don't there. see him do. No, just playing, <laughs> just playing Wayne. You know what I mean? love, brother. But Kim Parham, right, does a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. Terry Hunter does a whole hell of a Shit. lot. So, okay. <laughs> so you know, it's just one of those things that 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 statement is bullshit. And you can't come on, bro. Look at the legacy of of Jesse Saunders. Look at the legacy absolutely. of Andre Hatchet. Right. Tony Hatchet. No, I, I just say this, you know, man, because you know people speak, and absolutely. you know how people just absolutely keep going on, and they this is some of the stuff they people wanted to know. Yeah, absolutely. And, okay, and also, Chicago is known for its myth and beefs. What Chicago-based house beef or myth do you want to squash or correct, past or present? Beef, a beef, a beef. Uh, uh, man, uh, what is there a Chicago beef or myth or myth? past or present that I want to correct. Correct. So let me say this. People, if you got kids listening, this is where you <laughs> tell your kids to move away from the I'll camera. I'll put a parental sticker you know, right here. Um, I don't want and can't change anything that happened, right? And mm -hmm. so the question is a great question, but my answer to that is absolutely nothing. And the that's your PC answer right there. Yeah, no, it, no, 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 okay. no. I'm, and I'm finna get into why I say that because okay. whatever happened, past or present, right? It was meant to happen. And the people that's dwelling on something that think that there's a beef with me, mm -hmm. there's no beef with me. So if there was a beef with me in the sense of we finna get into it. Right. I'm not waiting for you to come to me. I'm coming to you. That's just the type of dude I am. Right. And it's no tough guy, extra talk, whatever, whatever. You've known me long long enough, Mo. Yeah. And so my thing is nothing. The beef that other people may have is that's your fault. That's your problem. You got to right. deal with it. It's right. a bunch of lying motherfuckers in the game here. It's a bunch of Facebook gangsters um, that's in the business. There's a lot of hateful DJs and people and they hide behind that keyboard man right and look at your productivity yeah the ones that hide behind that ain't doing shit right and the ones that's listening to this right now think that i can possibly be talking about you <laughs> i'm talking about you because let's check my productivity right let's check yours yeah. and everybody else that you had on here versus the motherfuckers that keep up the nonsense. Right. They, they're doing nothing. So I wouldn't change nothing. Let's, okay. let's keep it moving. That's good. That's good. Okay. Your youngest son is trying to decide being, between being a DJ playing soulful house music mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. or becoming a lawyer. Mm. What do you tell him to do go him. after? Do him. Do him. Do him. Because you know what my grandparents told me to do me. Right. Whatever you want to do, if that's what you want to do, be the best at doing it. And I was pushed into this like that because, yo, my grandmother wanted me to go to college. Right. I knew I didn't want to go to college. Right. I knew that was not the way for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So if my son, like right now, man, yo, he has an MPC. Right. He's making beats. I've not once helped him. Okay. He picked up YouTube. Right. Shout out to my brother, Kenny Dope. 
Kenny right. Dope is his godfather. He was like, what Ty want for his birthday? Right. I was like, he want an MP. He want to make beats. Sent him an MP. That. He ain't look back. Right. I ain't helped him. Nice. I ain't did nothing. He doing his thing. Okay. All right. All right. Name me one Chicago house record you wish you would have done based strictly on create creativity and not sales, but something that was- That's easy. Was that? Move your body. Oh, uh, you wish you uh, did it? Really? Oh, uh, what? Come on, man. Name me. I mean, move your body is still planted today. That is true. I'm still playing. And then guess what? I don't feel like I'm playing an old record. Wow. Shout to Marshall and Curtis, but move your body. When I first heard that record, man, come on. You got to think about that time. Got a house, music. Right. Like, come on, man. Like, and you can still play, play it. it to, this, to this day, right. And they still react. That is one record to this day I wish I would have put a hat on. Nice. I wouldn't right. even make the whole thing. <laughs> Just say I was a part of it. Right. All right. So, got another question. Your Beyonce remix got a lot of attention this year. Yes. Of course, you know, I remixed them for years and, and, and been doing it for years. I got to say, the attention's a little different this time around. Mm. Why do you think it's different right now at this time? Okay, can you cut this? I don't know why I'm sweating. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we're going to keep it going. Okay, it, yeah. Cut. They, okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, ask a question again. I'm sorry. All right, your Beyonce remix got a lot of attention this year. Yes. It's a little different than it was when I was mixing it back in the day. Yes. Why do you think it was different this time around? Um, why do I think Beyonce was a little different from before? Um, I think the whole controversy of Drake number one dropping mm -hmm. an album and it was produced, um, well, a lot of tracks was produced by Black Coffee. Right. And there was this house kind of camaraderie going on, like, oh, this, that, this, that. Yeah. And then Beyonce came right after Drake and dropped break my soul and so right. it was just all of this controversy about again house music you look at the people around the world this ain't house this ain't this right. this ain't I mean, that, that it, it stirred up a lot it's, and plus the social media we didn't have yes, social media we didn't have like, social media right, exactly and then. it just stirred right. the pot right and it just became this thing and you got to understand beyonce is a way bigger artist now yeah because of social media correct um, than she was when she was with Destiny's Child. Right. And she's coming off not having an album, you know, really in the last couple of years. And I just think all of the hoopla back and forth um, about House just kind of made it um, this big old thing. People putting words in Beyonce's mouth that, you know, I'm going to bring House back. Those were never right. words that she said. You right. know what I mean? That's just the media stirring the pot, as they should. So it just brought about this whole controversy man that was actually great right and um you know when i got that call um it was it was it was amazing because it was so many people i can't even tell you how many submissions probably that tried to get through right and to be one of the the four that yeah. was on it Absolutely. um was a blessing so i just think that uh it was just a bunch of hype bro yeah. and 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 again Everything comes full circle. Absolutely. House music is yep. back, baby. Yes, sir. And guess what? If Beyonce and Drake wants to take the credit Let them take the for credit. bringing House back, right. please do. Absolutely. Because guess what? That. Our younger people are now 
educated, not just to the term house music, but when they hear 4-4 at 120 right. or 123, or if they hear some Afro beats, that's a 4-4. That's house music. That's right. us. Right. And I'm glad that they reached back, like, to even with Drake. He went to coffee. Yeah. Coffee is official. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? She, Beyonce came to me. Right. Honey, like, come on, man. Like, right. so I commend him. So I feel like it's finna open that door again for all of us right. to shine. No, that's good, bro. I love it. And like I said, I, I always promote it. I was like, man, I'm glad somebody got it. Absolutely. And it's from Chicago. Absolutely. And it went nowhere else. So I couldn't hate on that. I was like, man, it's, it's done. Absolutely. It's, it's, and it's you was the first person. And you know, that was the whole thing. It was so funny. I remember at that time because I never thought about it because, you know, our relationship has always been strong. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so right. I heard the little talk. I wonder why Mo didn't get it. And then a little flick on Facebook. And I was just laughing at it like, yeah, I bet you Mo ain't going to reach out. And you were the first one right. exactly. to reach out to congratulate Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And right. so people don't really know and 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 and. and, and Understand how deep some of our roots go here. Yeah, it's, it's nothing like that, man. And I, when when you first played it, I promoted. I even told. Oh you, no, I'm absolutely. Like, man, I'm like, man, I, I was just happy that somebody got it from home. Absolutely. And it wasn't nobody, not no diss from the UK or New York. And it was just like, okay, cool. Yep. Your time, hey, you hot. I can't say you. That's what it is. No, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Man. So they're gonna come to the hottest person right now to do that. Which hey, you gotta give credit where you know credit's due, bro. I appreciate it, so, man. And and, that, and that's just God, I man. And just even with that, like I still, this is it was a blur. I woke up, and it's funny that you're touching on that, man. I, I felt like uh, like I uh, uh, God woke me up and 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 took my breath away. And this is just no joke. Right? Is that man? I thought about it, and I was like, yo. In the month of June, 2022, right. I worked on two of the biggest artists, one in the newer generation in the world, right. and one that is a legend, yeah. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Yep. in the same month. Right. When has that happened? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's happened before, but not in the last few years, Absolutely, especially for house music. Yeah. And so that's what I say about when you asked that question earlier, what would I change? Um you know, past or present beefs, nothing. Yeah. Because guess what? What's yours is it's yours. yours. It's meant for you. Yeah, it's meant for you. It's in divine. It. You can't change yeah, it or take it away. Written in the books already. God Absolutely. already knew this was gonna happen. Right. And I just thank him, and I cannot stop thanking God for that blessings because it ain't for it ain't from no one person, man. Right, right, right. I don't believe that. So what God got for me is for me. Right. What God got for you is for you. Absolutely. Everybody can't else. nobody take that that's away. Right. So that's why I say I wouldn't change nothing, man. So. You know, I'd, I'd give all the glory to God on that, there bro. There you go. All right, brother. I like that. Um, we're going to wrap it up by name me your top three God damn it, house bro. records God of all damn, times. Man. Not including yourself when you're none of your records, <sighs> but the top three records. House or disco? House. We don't want disco. We want top three house records. See, Chicago game, house man. records. Shit. Three. My. All right, one. That's about move your body. So I got to put Move Your Body in there. Okay. I would have to say two would be, would we consider ESG Moody House? Yeah, but that's 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 still a little disco. That's that still, was, yeah, yeah, that's not Chicago House. That's not Chicago. Okay, Chicago, Chicago House, right. right? So I would say, oh, man, that's a great one. God, Move Your Body. No, you just said Move Your Body. We, we go with that. No, no, I'm going to get another one. Okay. Anything Fingers Inc. Anything Larry fingers. Heard. Okay, okay. And I'm going to give you one more. Is 
one of my all-time, and thinking about it, Master C&J, Face It. Oh, yeah. One yeah, of my yeah. favorite Carl records, Carl Weiss and them, yeah. Bro. Right. To this Just, day. Yeah. That's a Frankie record, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I got a question for you. When Terry Hunter's not DJing in the limelight, uh, doing Chosen Few shit, mm-hmm. um, he's at home. Yes. What is he doing? Terry Hunter is at home, chilling with both his sons, wife, family, messing with my fish, messing with my dog. And doing absolutely shit. Okay. Do you hear me? <laughs> Nothing exciting about that. I'm not on the road and going right. these vacations, all that shit. Right, right. I'm at the crib chilling, man. All right, one more question. What was the first house record? On and on or it's house? <laughs> on and on. Ooh. Jack Tracks EP or Ooh. was it on and on? Now, Wayne says Ooh. he said the first Jack term in Undercover. Yeah, because I think he said it. He said it. Yeah. So if it's if we go on by that, would in house be the first house record because it had it house in there? On and on didn't have house in there. So it's like this, right? Was Dr. Derelick a Jack record? Uh, Even though he said Jack, it was a house record. So because it said it's house. Doesn't necessarily make it the first house record because he said it's house. But Wayne said he said Jack first before anybody, so he... he well, no, he did, term, but that's right. what I'm saying. In that term, it didn't make that record a jacking record. Well, I don't think it has to be a jacking record to be, you know... Yeah, okay, I hear you. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I'm going to so say I this. Just, I just want to know which so, came okay, first, here on you go. and on. My era? Yes. My era? Yes. Just like I said about house. getting the story... With the warehouse right. and warehouse music come from right. versus the warehouse or in parties, I would have said Chippy. It's Chippy. house. Okay. All right. We're going to go with that. Now, is there anything you want to say to the audience, man, right now? Man, just uh, support this show, man. I think it's beautiful. I think what you're doing is necessary. I think it's the right time because we have a lot of eyes on the house music community around the world. Right. And guess what? We are just getting our second win. There you go. And we back. And we finna ride this wave to the end. So All right. watch out. Ladies and gentlemen, that's everything house music and more. Thank you, Terry Hunter. We love you, brother. Love Appreciate you more, the man. time, man. Absolutely. Peace out, everybody. And God bless. Hey, one more last thing before we go. I yes, need you sir. to put this on here. Yes. You owe me my remix. When are you going to give me my oh, remix? Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> All right, I got you. We are talking about that offline right now, y'all. All right, peace, y'all.